Well, before we take this morning as a church family, I just wanted to uh, read a few scriptures to remind us all of why we do this. Um, it can be easy to go through the motions of it, but I want to make sure that for all of us, I, th- I think we all want to be sure uh, to understand what it is that we're doing, what we're remembering. Um, to start that, I want to take us back to Exodus chapter 12. You guys probably know the story of the Israelites who were in bondage and enslaved by Egypt um, and the Pharaoh. And um, well, this is during the, the, there's already been nine plagues and there's about to be a 10th one. And it's already, uh, it's already been threatened like that it's about to happen. Um, but the Lord has some instruction for the people of Israel. And this is where we get the Passover from originally. So I want to read for us. Uh, in Exodus chapter 12, uh, read the first 13 vo- verses for us this morning. It says this, The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, In the land of Egypt, this month shall be for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell all the congregation of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, every man shall take a lamb according to their father's houses, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for a lamb, then he and his nearest neighbor shall take according to the number of persons, according to what each can eat, you shall shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male, a year old. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it until the 14th day of this month, when the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill their lambs at twilight. Then they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and the lintel in the houses in which they eat it. They shall eat the flesh that night, roasted on the fire with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. They shall eat it. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roasted its head with its legs and its inner parts. And you shall let none of it remain until the morning. Anything that remains until the morning you shall burn. In this manner you shall eat, uh, you shall eat it with your belt fastened, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and on the, all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. Now, we know uh, that the Passover lamb is Christ, um, that they sacrificed bulls and rams and goats, and there was all of these sacrifices because without blood, there's no remission of sins. There's no forgiveness. It takes blood. But but the blood of Goats and lambs could never atone for the sin of our hearts. We're we're broken people. God created this earth, and man fell into temptation and into brokenness, and that brought sin into the whole world. And apart from Christ coming in to, to be the Lamb of God who would take away the sin of the world, we were without hope. And we and we know that Israel was in physical bondage to the Egyptians, but all of mankind was in spiritual bondage to sin. And it's the blood of Jesus. As they, they painted the, the blood over the doorpost, Jesus' blood was spread out over a cross 
for you and I so that we could have total relationship with him, complete forgiveness of all of our sins. I want to say just a few quick things to us. First of all, I want to say look backward. Remember the cross. Remember that Jesus is our Passover lamb, that he gave it all for you. Your family sitting here as as an example of God's grace to the world around us, we get to lead our families differently. We get to walk it through life with hope because of what Christ has done on behalf of people like us who are completely undeserving. So we look backward. Secondly, I want to say that we look inward. I want to say this to us as a church, that oftentimes um, the Lord's Supper can be taken uh, flippantly, um, not put a whole lot of emphasis on it. Sometimes we can be distracted. We want to take it very seriously because that's what he's called us to do. But also on the other end of that, sometimes we think that being reverent means to be externally religious. That's, not, that's also not what God means. Um, we love to have a good time in here. We love to worship the Lord with all of our hearts. And we don't have to look a certain way on the outside. But what God does desire is that our hearts be pure and clean before him and that we look to him as a relational God who desires to walk with us closely. Um, I want to read a passage from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, where we see uh, the church of Corinth, if you guys didn't know, it was pretty jacked up. (laughs) We'll see that uh, even in this passage, but I want to read this passage to us because Paul kind of addresses how they're supposed to handle themselves um, in the Lord's Supper, and I think that's edifying for us to build up our body of believers as we are about to partake in this. So um, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 17 says this, but in the following instructions, I do not commend you. This is Paul writing to the church at Corinth, because when you come together, it is not for the better, but for the worse. For in the first place, when you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you. And I believe it in part, for there must be factions among you in order that those who are genuine among you may be recognized. When you come together, it is not the Lord's supper that you eat. For in eating, each one goes ahead with his own meal. One goes hungry, another gets drunk. What? Do you not have houses to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I commend you in this? No, I will not. For I receive from the Lord Jesus what I also deliver to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat of this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Paul, Paul wrote that we preach Christ crucified. That's the message of the church. We build our lives on the truth that Jesus came, he died, he rose again, and he offers life and hope to everyone. So whoever, whoever eats, therefore, the bread, drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and the blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself. This is that inward looking that we're doing. Let a person examine himself then and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill and some have died. But 
we are, if we judge ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. So then, my brothers, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. If anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, so that when you come together, it will not be for judgment. Um, I know that's a heavy word, but I, I want us to know that we don't have to enter into this time of fear. Uh, the point is, of this is that we would truly look inwardly, that, that we don't just pass over this time without really taking an inward look and also a look at Jesus and his death on the cross, remembering what, what this symbolizes. This is just a, a cracker and juice, but it symbolizes the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ that was shed for each and every one of us. So Paul is instructing them, don't take this lightly. Look inwardly, and, and in a moment, we're going to take a time for us to pray, to look inwardly. And sometimes that means that there's sin that we need to confess to the Lord. This judgment that he speaks of is not going to hell. He says that you may not be condemned along with the, the rest of the world. He's not talking about um, heaven or hell here, but he's talking about as believers in Christ, we're going to be judged based on how we do things according to what his word says. Um, and so in this time, we want to we be intentional not to skip over anything that the word says. We want to be intentional to reflect. Um, the third thing I want to say is that we're also to not only look backward and look inward, but we look forward. In Matthew chapter 26, as Jesus is sitting with his disciples, I'm going to read the last verse of that section to start, but Jesus said in chapter 26, verse 29, I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. So this is also a time that we get to remember that as we take this, we're looking forward to the day that we will be met face to face with our Savior and our King. It's an amazing, glorious thing to know that um, this is representation of the body and blood, but we're going to stand face to face with our Savior one day. And so we're to remember that during this time as well. And lastly, look upward. I want to read uh, Matthew 26, verse 26 through 28 for us. Now, as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to the disciples. When you bless something, or, and it says that he uh, gave thanks also for the cup, often they would, they would lift it up and, and give blessing to the Lord. Thank God. So in this time, we don't only reflect inwardly, we only look forward and look backward to what he's done. We look up and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much for your love. Thank you so much for shedding your blood for someone like me. You've transformed my life. Think inwardly. Think about your testimony. I know how broken I was. I know how lost I was. And I know you guys are thinking through your testimony, your life, what it was like without Christ coming and redeeming you. So we look upward. I'm going to read the rest of this, and we'll take this together uh, in a moment, but I'm going to give us a time to reflect. Matthew chapter 26, verse 26. Now as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after blessing it, broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Let's take the bread together. Before we take the cup, I want to pray over the bread and the cup just and uh, 
pray for this time that we're taking it together as his body. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much that you love the world, that you created so much, that you came into it and you robed yourself in human flesh. God, that you lived the life that we could never live. You died the death that each and every one of us deserve. And you did that because you love us and because you wanted a relationship with us. God, we have no other plea but your blood. As the Israelites put blood over their doorposts, hunkering down in their homes, they didn't have anything they could hold up to say, save me, other than the blood that you told them to hold over their homes. And God, we hold up your blood as our only plea. There's nothing good in us that is in our flesh. The only good in us is you, Jesus. It's your spirit. We thank you that you've taken up residence in our hearts. God, that you want to use people, broken, lost people like ourselves. God, we're humbled by the fact that you would build your body, that you would call us your body. Lord Jesus, you're our head. This is not about any man or any, any person. This is a theocracy. It's all about you, God. We're just your humble servants. We thank you that you purchased us by your blood. God, we pray that you would be honored in this time. God, we pray that you would get all the glory, all the honor. Jesus, we thank you that not only did your blood wash us of all our sins, but as believers, we still can get entangled in sin like we read about in Hebrews. And when that happens, Jesus, we thank you that that same blood cleanses us of all sin when we confess it to you. Lord, we know no sin can take away our relationship with you, but it can keep us from walking closely with you, Jesus. So we thank you that you have made a way for us to walk in fellowship and in close walk with you, Jesus. I pray that that would be the case for every single person in this room, that every day we would seek to lead our families, to love and serve you, that we'd recognize that you are our only hope. You're our peace. You're our king. You're our savior. And we love you so much. We pray these things in your holy and precious name, Jesus. Verse 27, he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. Let's take the cup together. He said, This is the blood of my covenant, which is poured out for the forgiveness of many sins. This morning, so thankful that we got the opportunity to take the Lord's Supper together. Just one last time, you guys stand to your feet. Let's worship our King. Let's thank Him for all that He's done in our lives.